Good evening. Welcome to our podcast. My name is James Paul White, and today we are starting a new series. Um, the last one was basically kind of like some of the critiques I have of the church and areas I feel like that we need to grow in as people, as believers of Jesus Christ. Uh, if you have not heard any of those, I would highly encourage you to go back. Um, we uh, are imperfect. I get that. I'm imperfect. I make mistakes. I put my pants on the same way everybody else does, one leg at a time. But um, you know, we want to strive and become more and more like Jesus Christ each and every day. Um, that's just that should be the goal of every believer out there. So, and one way, of course, is to be more loving and kind and compassionate towards others. So we're going to do this series on love. Um, I've got six pages of notes. We're we're not going to get through this in one session. We're not going to get through this in two sessions. It's probably going to be at least three or four weeks long. Could be longer. But this is an area I believe that if the, if we could really get a grasp on this. Number one, that God loves us. And number two, that God wants to use us to love others. I I think this I think the church would become much more effective in sharing the gospel, and I think we would make a uh, things would radically change and get better. Uh within the walls of the church and outside the walls of the church. So, uh, as I shared last night in the video, of course, if you watch the YouTube videos, I will always give you a little kind of a teaser of what we're going to talk about. And uh, I talked about Deuteronomy 10. And we'll start um, verse 18. This is talking about Moses is uh, giving the law to the Israelites, this is the second generation. This is the ones that came after uh, in Numbers when there was a bad report given and the people rebelled and God said that that generation would die except for Joshua and Caleb and none of those people would go into the promised land. Well, all those people have passed away and this new generation has, has risen up and they're about to go into the promised land. So God gives them the law again. That's why Deuteronomy, second law. So God is, is using Moses to teach the people the law before they go into the promised land. And in Deuteronomy 10, starting in verse 18, Moses says this. He says, talking about God, he says, He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Therefore, love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I shared last night that I I don't have a problem as far as being loving to the uh, patients that I see. I'm a hospital chaplain. I, I'm, I, I love the staff that I work with, the nurses and doctors, but sometimes I kind of... If like if I'm headed somewhere and I got to go see somebody, um, I'll be so focused on where I'm going 
if somebody may stop me in the hallway and be like, hey, you're a chaplain, I need to talk to you. And I have to trust God that, all right, I'll get upstairs eventually. This person right in front of me needs my help too. Um, sometimes I'm too goal-oriented for my own good, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but everybody we come in contact is somebody, it's an opportunity for us to be loving to somebody. Um, when it says the fatherless and the widows, um, these are people in that society that uh, you couldn't just go get a job at the 7-Eleven. Um, having a male figure in the house was important, you know, because most of the people in Israel were shepherds and that's how they made a living and that's how they took care of their family and that's how they um, provided and fed uh, their their wife and their kids. And when if the male figure is gone, well, guess what? The other people in the family need to help take care of these people. And uh, here, Scripture clearly says that if you are not doing that for these people, that God will deal with you. When it says He, he administers justice, uh, those people in our society today that... Um, and, and it's, it's hard for me to even talk about those that are homeless because there's a part of me that doesn't trust, you know, if I give somebody a, a couple bucks, are they going to keep collecting money until they can go get alcohol? Um, but the loving thing to do would be to go get some food. And I've done that before. Um, haven't done it recently, and, and I'm kind of questioning myself and going, hmm. You know, a lot of times I'll give somebody who's homeless something to eat rather than giving them money because um, I want to make sure they're provided for, but I don't want to empower them to go buy alcohol. So, I mean, I have to wrestle with that, and we all have to. Um, it says God loves the stranger and gives them food and clothing. Well, I just touched on that part. And we are commanded to... Now, the people in Israel were commanded to love the stranger. It says, For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Um, I will say this, that I have gone through a lot over the last couple of years. I know what it's like to lose a job. I know what it's like to literally have my car catch on fire and, uh, you know, lose a vehicle. I know what it's like to uh, lose your home. I know what it's like to have your spouse leave you. So being in those situations gives you much more empathy for those that are struggling. Uh, it allows you to be more compassionate. Now, did I want to go through those hard times? Of course not. But because I have gone through those hard times, I can see the when somebody comes to me with those problems, I can see and understand what they went through. And I think that's what God was saying here, is that you were these people were strangers in the land of Egypt. They were 
homeless. They were without a permanent place to live. But yet God still loved them and cared for them. So, um, staying in Deuteronomy, uh, go over to verse or chapter 30. Of course, on my other phone. Takes a little bit to scroll over. It says here, actually, let's start in verse 15. It says, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that which you go to possess. So God is setting a covenant with his people that if they love him and walk in his ways, keep his commandments, that he will cause them to live and multiply and he will bless them in the land that they're about to go into. Our priority, by the way, I'm drinking some soup, so if you hear a sipping sound, I... Please forgive me. Our number one priority, our number one priority in life needs to be to love God. Um, I think I have it in the notes, but when I get into the New Testament verses, you know, Matthew 20, 22 verses 37 through 40, to, yeah, it tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two most important commandments. A lot of times we put our career or our spouse or our kids or our hobbies or other things ahead of God. And I'm in full-time ministry and sometimes I do that. So I, I know that it can happen. Um, Satan may not be able to touch my soul, but he can try to distract us. And there are lots of things in this world to distract us. Um, believe me, I, uh, I'm a nerd. I love my gadgets. I got my Kindle. I got my writing tablet. Uh, I've got my phones. You know, I love sports. Sports is a good entertainment, you know. But sports should never come in front of God. Um, I, I don't plan on staying single forever. I, I'm looking for a godly woman. Um, but God has to come first. So the focus needs to be there. And you'll be like, well, why, why do preachers always talk about that? Why, why is it that, you know, you know, they just want you to to come to church all the time and give away all your money. and That's t far from the truth. That is so far from the truth. Um, you know, if you feel led to give, you can always send an email and I'll tell you the address and you can write a check, but you're, I'll tell you flat out. And I've never asked for money, um, at least not yet, because I haven't gotten to that point where I've needed it. Um, but your your tithe, your your main giving needs to be at the local church. I'll tell you that. I'll always say that. Um, 
But the, the main reason, number one, that you need to put God first, and number two, that your spouse needs, to, if you're a Christian, your, your girlfriend and later your spouse, or if you're a female, your, your boyfriend and then your husband needs to be a godly woman or a godly man is precisely because of what happened in the, in the Old Testament. You know, in the Hebrew Bible, we see example after example of some godly leaders that had godly spouses, and then some un and then some people that had some ungodly spouses. If you look over in First Kings eleven, you know Solomon was considered. Excuse me. One of the wisest men to ever live. This is what the Bible says about him. Um, it says, But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, the women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, whom the nations from whom from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn your, away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. And it said he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. The Bible says that Solomon loved many foreign women. And they were warned, don't intermarry with them. These foreign wives worshipped other gods. Eventually, Solomon compromised and stopped worshiping the Lord. So, when you get married, your spouse is the number one human being in your life. The end of Genesis 2, it's very clear that it says that a, a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. And they, too, become one flesh. Um, that becoming one flesh does not happen when you say, I do, and put a ring on and kiss each other. You know, that consummation happens during the honeymoon and you have sex for the first time. Um, there, something happens beyond the physical level and you become one flesh. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 19, you know, what God has brought together, you're not supposed to tear apart. But that person has so much influence in your life. If they don't love the Lord, they are going to pull you away after other things. Now, granted, in today's society, we don't have people that worship Baal or worship uh, Aphrodite or any of the Greek gods or anything like that. We do have a lot of people that worship themselves. I hate to sound that blunt, but we do have a lot of people that put, you know, it's like the world revolves around them. You know, I don't want to repeat, well, I thought of the Joyce Meyer robot where she, she's like, you know, what about me? What about me? What about me? You know, it's almost like the, 
the opera singer that's warming up. Me, 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 me. You know, it's all about me. And we, we live lives, and we are so blessed in America to have stuff, but sometimes we get so comfortable that we forget how blessed we are and that those blessings came from God. And we start to pay more attention to the stuff than the one that gave us this. We start to pay more attention to the stuff than we do paying attention to the one who gave us the stuff. Everything that's in this room right now is a blessing from God. Everything. Everything that's on my desk, everything that's on top of that refrigerator, everything that's on top of that dresser, everything that's over here on top of this other dresser. I'm feeling convicted. My room is a mess. <laughs> um, but eventually Solomon turned away from the Lord because he married foreign wives. And he got his priorities out of You know, how do I know whether you love the Lord or not? I could find out pretty easily what your priorities are. are. Look, at your, look at your app on your phone. Look at how you spend your money. Look at how you spend your time. That's how I can tell you what your priorities are. Do you love the Lord? What do you spend time doing? Where do you spend your time? What do you spend your time thinking about? You know, we are commanded to love the Lord. Uh, Psalm 26 verse 8 says, Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. There is a connection between loving God and being where he is worshipped corporately. We were not created to be by ourselves. This whole, apparently I just got an email. Um, we were not created to worship God by ourselves. When, when I talk about corporately, I'm talking about together. And I will, I will say this, and I, I don't want to get too much in depth in this, but I will just point out briefly that this whole, well, I don't need to go to church to worship God. Uh, actually, you do need other believers. You need other believers in your life that are going to love on you and care about you and build a relationship with you uh, that will encourage you when you're down and people that you can encourage when they're down. So that's the beauty of the body of Christ. If you're having a great day, you have opportunity to encourage others. When you're not having a great day, that's when you can go to others and say, I need, I am struggling. I'm having a hard time with this. Can you pray for me? And you can be there for each other. Uh, seriously, I, I probably should, but the next, do a, a whole series on the one another verses. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. When we're done with the love series, I'm going to do an entire series. On, I'm going to write it down right now. We're going to do an entire series on the one another verses. I'm going to got my old fashioned notebook here. One another. I just feel led to do this. We need to talk about it because 
believe me, this is a lie of the enemy. Because, uh, and, and the Bible compares Satan to like a lion devouring, uh, I think it's in First Peter. When a lion chases a herd of zebras, the lion doesn't care about the fastest one. The lion simply cares about the one at the very end. The slowest one, the one that may be injured, because that's the one he's going to capture. He's going to tackle it, get it to the ground, and bite it, and kill it, and then eat it. You know, that's So we need to, we seriously need one another. I'll just say that. But we're still on the series of love. So, all right, we actually got to the first page. <laughs> uh, Psalm thirty-one twenty-three says, "O love the Lord, all you His saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person." You know, I don't like to think of myself as a saint per se, but. If you're a child of God and you're born again, you are. I mean, you also have a sinful nature too, so you need to be humble. But God will preserve you. God will take care of you. You may have to go through some storms in your life, but God is going to take care of you. And the funny thing about all of this is because I have gone through some difficult times over the last couple of years, I can not just talk about it, as some like theoretical idea. I can talk about it as from my own experience, from my own testimony. God preserves the faithful. I know that. I've lived it. Every step of the way, God has taken care of me. I'll give you an example. Um, come here to Kansas City to be a hospital chaplain. I finally, praise God, I get a position as a as a hospital chaplain. And then, of course, the pandemic hits in, in March. Now, March 11th, which was a Wednesday, uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. I was at the Sprint Center here in Kansas City. I went to see Oklahoma State play Iowa State in basketball in the first round of the Big 12 tournament because I graduated from Oklahoma State. And so I'm going to go see my that's my college team. As we're coming out, they said, oh, by the way, you should probably get your money back if you got tickets for tomorrow because we're not letting anybody in. Okay. I didn't want to go the next day anyway because I knew Oklahoma State would have to play Kansas, and Kansas was really good last year. Uh, so chances are they would lose. So, but of course, the next morning... Oh, this morning or afternoon, doesn't matter. The games got canceled. The whole tournament got canceled. That Friday, I was supposed to go to a Bible study at a different church, and the Holy Spirit told me, flat out, you need to go to Forerunner. And I was like, well, why? <laughs> and I just heard it as clear as crystal, you need to go to Forerunner. I was like, okay, Lord. <laughs> got my car. Drove back over to where near where I live with the Forerunner. And that night, they had Dr. Kenneth Lim 
who's a local doctor here, but he got his PhD at Harvard, expert in uh, infection control, and he gave us a brief talk about the difference between COVID-19 and the regular flu. He warned us back in March how to wear masks and wash your hands and the importance of social distancing. I mean, I'd never heard of social distancing until then. And you're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? God loved me enough to get me in the right place at the right time so I could hear that information because literally the following Monday at work, I saw the first person with COVID-19. Now, for a while, we were actually just calling people that were in ICU. But eventually, you know, we had gowns and gloves and N95 masks and face shields. And I think between March and today, so I, probably in 2020, I've seen somewhere between 250 to 300 people with COVID. God preserves the saints. God gave me the information I needed so that I would be safe. And God told me flat out, you know, when you see the nurses gown up and glove up and, and put all this protective equipment on, you got to do what they do to stay safe. And I truly believe that God protected me. Bible says, Psalm 31, 23, that for the Lord preserves the faithful. You know, this isn't just some theoretical, you know, feel-good religious book. This is stuff that if we live it out, God will take care of us. Um, all right, it's 27 minutes in. Uh, we're going to do one more verse, and we'll just call it good there. One thing that we need to love, if we love God, we're going to love God's Word. I want you to skip over to Psalms. The longest psalm in the Bible is Psalm 119. And Psalm 119, verse 159, which I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, <laughs> says this. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. <clears throat> Verse 160. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. I want you to understand this. What you think about, and this comes from Gestalt Therapy, but what you think about will influence your feelings and ultimately will influence your behavior. So if you're thinking about the Word of God, that will influence how you feel and that will influence how you behave. You want to be a godly man or you want to be a godly woman, you need to get into this book. The Bible is not just some antiquated book of stories about a bunch of people who lived in the ancient Near East. The Bible is truth. 
It will guide you. It will point you in the right direction. And it will help you to live and walk out the Christian walk. Um, you know, what you believe will influence your behavior. And what you, you, in your theology, what you believe about God and the world and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the church will influence how you think. And that will make a big difference in your life. As a 17-year-old, before I got saved, I was selfish, self-centered. And now my dream is to travel the country and teach the Bible because I want to help people. My, I'm so other-focused that a lot of times I have to pull back and take time to relax and kind of recharge the batteries because I will literally go 100 miles an hour at work to try to see as many people as I can and come home and I'll be just wore out. So I would encourage you to love God's Word because that's what's going to ultimately help you become more and more like Jesus. And we are at 30 minutes. So <laughs> let's just stop there. We did manage to get through one page of notes, which is really great. Um, I do want to travel and teach the Bible uh, once this pandemic is over. So if you'd like to get in touch with the ministry, uh, the phone number is 816-200-4954. That's 816-200-4954. Or you can send an email, jamespaulwhite47 at gmail.com. If you have a question or a comment, you can send me an email. Uh, I would pray and ask that you would, uh, you know, pr at least just for right now, I'm just asking for people to pray for this ministry because we're just getting started. Um, didn't have a whole lot of people listen to the podcast, but it was actually 50% more. It was, it was actually double than the previous week. So I, I praise God and thank you if you listened last week. So, um, so we're going to end there. I, like I said, we'll try to keep this at 30 minutes. I realize that people are busy. But that's... Um, there's a lot we've talked about, about love. So I just encourage you to go back and look at Deuteronomy chapter 10, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 16. You can look at First Kings 11. You can look at Psalm 26, 8. Psalm 31, 23. And you can look at Psalm 119, one fifty first one fifth one fifty nine on your own. Just go over the stuff, look at it, and really allow it to sink in because over the last thirty years it's uh, the Holy Spirit has used the Bible to change me into the person I am today. So I can't take any of the credit. All the glory goes to God. Um and I still have some areas I need to work on. And I'm sure God will uh, show me ver verses in the Bible to help me with that. So until then, I hope you have a great week. Uh, I love everyone who listens to this podcast. I appreciate you. And I uh, just would encourage you to let your friends know about it and so they can listen as well. So until next week, have a great week. Take care and God bless.